Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I'm honored that you'd give me a little time. How blessed we are. Thank you for being there. Hey, I was reading a statistic there that I could hardly believe, but evidently this is accurate, and that is that there's 6.7 billion smartphone users on planet Earth. 6.7 billion, not million. Well, the world population is around 8 billion. So think about that. 6.7 billion have a smartphone. We think, well, boy, they should be smarter. Well, that's not the case for sure. And uh, what is so sad is that it's produced uh, a new phobia that uh, has come out known as nomophobia. Now, what is nomophobia? Well, that's the fear of being without your cell phone, your smartphone, or your mobile device. So you may be a nomophobia person. You forgot your cell phone. You forgot your smartphone. And uh, this has put a panic in you. And you, my goodness, how horrible could this be? And 6.7 billion that use smartphones on planet Earth. Now, here's another thing, though, that particularly at this time of year, I'm finding more and more people who feel lonely, who feel depressed, who feel discouraged at this time of year, according to an article in Fortune magazine, that a third of Americans say they feel lonelier and distanced even more than ever before when they use social media. Now think about that. After spending time on social media, along with being more isolated and lonelier, uh, this Fortune article says that uh, they feel much more lonelier, much more isolated, much more distant after spending time on social media, which is supposed to bring everybody together, but actually it does the opposite. And we've seen that more and more. And by the way, in this article they wrote, as folks, as the older folks are interviewed, they have less problems. The baby boomers is only at 19%, while the rest of the, of the world, Generation Z's, 38%, Millennials, 37%, uh, Generation X, and all these ZX Millennials. You say, who in the world is that? Well, that's folks of different ages and baby boomers that are uh, myself and even a little older than me, uh, they feel less impressed by the social media, or can I say less depressed by social media, but 6.7 billion people using smartphones and the new nomophobia uh, fear coming out. I, can't, I don't have a smartphone. I don't have my device with me. Uh, one of the major... Uh, cell phone tech gurus that worked for Disney for years. He came out, had his own company for years. Uh, they found him dead from uh, an, an unintended overdose on painkillers 
with his cell phone resting on his chest. Think about that. And the reason he was using the he was using the painkillers, it wasn't for the physical pains that he was suffering from disease. It was the mental stress that was on the man. And that's that's tragic, isn't it? We see more and more of that. But listen to me, that does not have to be the case. You and I have the Word of God. We've got the truth of God, the living Bible right in front of us. The Word of God is quick, alive, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. Well, it's the Word of God. It's alive. The Holy Spirit makes it alive, speaks to us, speaks, speaks through us. God's holy book lives, and that book can be a part of your life every day by the Holy Spirit. If we spent as much time communing with the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, ladies and gentlemen, the depression, the discouragement, most often would leave. And how important that is to realize that. But you're not going to receive a whole lot of that encouragement from Social media, it's not going to happen. Actually, the opposite is true. According to these recent reports, that doesn't have to be. Back in the dark ages, way back in the dark ages, there was a, there was a young man. His name was, was Henrik Suso. Heinrich Suso was his name. He was born in Germany. He was the son of a German nobleman. He was educated at the best schools. He was born in 1295. And he actually was born into luxury, uh, but his heart was touched at an early age for the folks who were born in poverty, and there was a lot of them. The Dark Ages was aptly named because it was a time of cruelty and prejudice and despair uh, like, uh, like we've never seen. The Bible was not in print for people to read and to grab hold of, and only a few had it. And this young man, because of his wealth, because of the wealth of the family, he and his love for others, he felt really impressed that he should get the word, he should get the truth of the gospel out there. Uh, he fell in love with the gospel. He fell in love with the Lord Jesus, from what I understand, reading about his life. And he wanted to get the gospel message out. So became a minister, preacher there, and decided he'd write a book, and he put it in the language, not a book to go to the other ministers, not a book of theology, but he called it the Little Book of Truth. And it was a, a vibrant book of spreading the gospel that he wanted to put into the hands of the common man. Well, boy, the church was upset with him. It's the Dark Ages, and we're going to keep people in the dark uh, the uh, the church was saying, when I say the church, I'm saying the ruling church, the national church of the day, and the church that was actually hiding the gospel to keep people enslaved. And this fellow, Heinrich Suso, said, no, we're going to get it out there. So he came up, uh, I won't say came up, God gave him a song, Good Christian Men Rejoice, good Christian men rejoice. Dates all the way back, at least the poem does, to 1295. And he wrote this, he wrote this hymn, wrote it, and 
published it for the common folk in those days. Well, he was exiled to Switzerland because of his wanting to spread the gospel. And it wasn't until later on in 18, I believe it was like 1853, that another preacher who was uh, somewhat exiled because he, they were jealous of him in the Anglican church and they pushed him out to uh, being a missionary in uh, a region of Africa. And John Mason Neal uh, was that fella. And he found this manuscript or found this song, this poem, uh, that was written by Henry Suso, Henrik Suso. And he put it to music that we enjoy today. And John Mason Neal, a sickly intellectual preacher who also wanted to spread the gospel. He opened a school for wayward children. He had an orphanage. He had a home for uh, prostitutes and abused women uh, and in, in Africa, of all places. And he published this song, and we sing it today, Good Christian Men Rejoice, and those words are full of joy. So what I say to you and to me, in this day when social media is causing more depression, not lifting it, in this day when cell phone uses 6.7 billion people, hey, get in the Word of God. Rejoice in the Word of God. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give you heed to what we say. Give you heed to what we say. Ox and ass before him bow, and he is in the manger now. And in one of the other stanzas, Now you need not fear the grave. Peace, peace, Jesus Christ was born to save. And yes, he is. Hallelujah. Well, our time slipped away. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.